Hello, welcome to Agents of Sigmar. Just two dads trying to rekindle our childhoods in gaming in the best way we know how, with bad jokes and fun games. Join us in our journey as we talk about tabletop games, board games and card games, all through the eyes of a casual and time-starved parent player. If you enjoy this podcast, please do check us out on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And if you really appreciate our work, do visit Patreon to support us further. You'll find links to all these in the show notes. Wherever you find our content, please do like, subscribe, retweet, ring those bells and leave us those five-star reviews. We do so crave your approval. With all that begging out of the way, let's crash on. Hello. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. It's us. We're back for our Knollwood special, and hopefully everyone can hear us. Yes, hopefully you can all hear us. Uh, there may have been reports of, no- of there not being noise earlier. Uh, we are recording this on the 1st of November. I think is All Saints yes. Day. It's a, it's a Ooh. it's a bank holiday in various European countries. I discovered I was in Spain it? and it was I was told it was going to be a bank holiday. And then I was talking to somebody, the people from Aries Games, and they told me it's a bank holiday in Italy as well. So we've had a good day off today. Really? Lucky, lucky you. So you say it's, you say it's called All Saints Day today. I think it's All I Saints mean, Day. I mean, I thought they were a rubbish band. <laughs> they were actually got hits a, and a, their own <laughs> holiday. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. I mean, surely, surely there should be. An S Club Seven Day before All Saints Day, but anyway, who am I to judge? There's Pop no music. day off like an S Club Day off. <laughs> God, right? <laughs> We're here to talk about Norwood's Day before everyone suddenly turns off. I mean, the bad yes. jokes are just part of it. But who have we got tonight? We've got critical. We've got the Critical Focus Channel on. Ooh, hello. hello to you, gents. Hello, hello. We've got Orc Tim. Hello, Orc Tim. Long time no see to you, sir. Although I say that you were probably here for the last one. But hello again, anyway. <laughs> Mick Merritt is on, and so is Zach Matthews and Anthony Boyd. Welcome to you all. Hello, everyone. It's a few weeks since we did one. We've we've been away, and then we had some Norwood uh, Underworlds type recording to do. I think we actually played a uh, one of our league games, our Underworlds mini league games that we've been doing. We have to decide what we we're going to do with that, which has probably now been cast, probably, cast aside. Probably, but you never know. We might, we might, we may go back to uh, a stranger. Let's know in the comments. Town. Do you want to? Do you want to see us? Yeah. Do you want to see us finish that off, or would you rather see some good old fashioned newer wall bands? Good old I mean, fashioned I might bring new one of them soon, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we Nick thought is we currently might... sat painting the Sons of Velmorn. Nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. I think we thought we might uh, play the last round because we've got one game left in the first round, as it were, haven't we? Yeah. We might play that as rivals and then and then move over to Nemesis for the rest rest of the tourney. Anthony nope. Boyd says both. <laughs> New stuff and the old stuff. Season one. Don't want much, do you? So lots of people. <laughs> Lots of people want to see season one warbands with new rivals deck, and this is not—I'm obviously not having a go at you here, Mick. But I've got almost no interest in doing that. I don't know why. <laughs> so I mean, shut will, your face. I will do it. I will do it. But uh, uh, I think. But I've got—I don't know. I, I just—that's five I mean, years ago. I tried to make—I tried to make a scritch deck um, right. today. In fact, I think it might be in a scritch deck with the illusory might. Scritch only have two surge cards. Wow. So you're pretty poor. Relying on pretty. The, Illusory Knight. So was it Illusory Shite? Uh, yeah, that's only got six. Yeah, Illusory Shite, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got six, obviously, but, I mean, with all of these rival decks, there's always one or two in there that are a bit rubbish that you want to be able to swap out, but the Scritch ones are pretty rubbish too, so, yeah, Mick says he not played, really sure. Mick says he played a Scritch-hungering Nemesis deck. 
there's mm. oh my eyes. I've no idea whether that was good or bad. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing if you're still sort of really leaning into the hungering Skaven, you know, resurrecting him and and charging him with him again and again, sort of stuff. I mean, that kind of feels like that's been done, and we want to do new things with it. Yeah, but that's kind of a, that's like a old old but fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think there's all. I well, think that. I think that trope, for want of a better word, has, has is always going to be popular. Yeah. True. True. I might. I might go back and look at it again. I mean, what 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 rivals deck was used? Was it that were they? Yeah. Can't even talk. Hmm. What rival deck were they using with the Skaven deck? Then I'm assuming maybe it was the Claw and Fangs or something like that. Because I don't think it'd be the illusory might or fang one, yeah. or the other one here, yeah, the, the fang, fang one. Fang. Fang. <laughs> I mean, there are quite a few nice cards in there. Although, quite there's several upgrades that are like, you know, this makes your fighter a beast, and obviously you don't want to make your your um, hungering scaven a beast because you want to give him a really nasty weapon of upgrade yeah, of some true, kind, true. so he can go in there and start wordish, wordy dervishing around. But yeah. Could all but one shot Molog at one point. Scary stuff. Oh, that's pretty good. Mind you, you managed that in the uh, in the game. You were doing, I think it was five or six damage, uh, weren't you? In yours? Yeah. Who did? Who was I? I one of the one of the. Um, I think it was the big one. When it starts off on three, but yes, he was doing six damage. I think. Yeah. Uh, Which is pretty terrifying. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, I mean that that that's one of those things. If you can get it to work. It probably worked really well, but if it doesn't work, then it just, yeah, just ends up sad. You have a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably true. That's probably true. But anyway, mm. we are here this evening to talk about Norwood and uh, and various bits about it. So if anyone does have any questions, do shout them out in the comments uh, as we go along. And if there's anything you just want to say about Narwood that you're enjoying, that you're liking or disliking or anything like that, do shout those out too and we will we will try and get around to those and address them as we go along because we're, we're, we're mostly freestyling this evening, aren't we? Uh, mostly. I do have an agenda and I have started with our usual things of kind of what we've been up to. But it's not very much really, is it? I've been away on holiday, which has been very exciting. I had a week, or eight days in fact, just more than a week in Spain. Uh, which was lovely. Luminic. Yeah. You don't look tanned enough for a bin away. Well, it's October, um, and um, so it's not that sunny. And I mean, it was true, sunny. True. It was lo- the weather was lovely, but uh, my family are lazy basically, so we didn't go out outside very much. Um, and I went with my in-laws, who are getting on a bit now. So there was a lot of sitting around indoors, uh, drinking tea and eating cake. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. So, There's absolutely but, nothing uh, wrong with that at all. We spent most mornings on the beach, um, which was nice. And then just lots of lazing around, reading books. I didn't play any games really. I think I played one game of Hive with my uh, kids. That's Hive's got hexagonal tiles. Mm. It's only a two-player game though. Interesting. It's, it's a bit abstract, but it's only got yeah. It's only got it's got hexagon. I know you like a hexagon. Um, Do you like a hex? So yeah. Do you like hex on the beach? <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I, I, while on holiday and a bit bored, because my kids were just on their devices and my wife was asleep, I think, because she's not, not been 100%, and uh, my in-laws were probably asleep too, uh, I did download Marvel Snap, which has kind of taken over my life. Well, it hasn't really. I haven't played it that much. Uh, I thought about it quite a lot, but I haven't played it to excess yet. But it's um, now seeded itself into our Patreon channel, into the Discord, 
And uh, Pete, you're holding out, challenge. aren't you, Pete? You're holding out. You don't want to play it. I'm not doing it. I'm not downloading it. Yeah. No, I'm not doing it. Um, which is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when you talk to a psychologist about why you won't do that. Um, but, um, <laughs> it's because I know if I download that, I will spend all my time playing that and I'll be sitting there because it's very easy for me when I'm at work to just load a game up on the iPhone I just just won't ever get anything done ever again I'm almost very jealous of these people who seem to be able to play at work I mean I haven't got a job and I I can't play that often Um, it's, it's an interesting one I um, maybe you should get a job. Uh, well, maybe so I can play it. Why do you want this job? So I can play Marvel Snap like my friends do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um, I, I'm enjoying it. What, what, why it's so addictive is you can you can squeeze a game in in about six minutes, and uh, that in itself is oh I've, I could just have another one because that's not too bad. Is it just six minutes? Well, I could just manage another one. And then by the time because that's six minutes for a game, and then by, each time you do a game, you've probably achieved some some of the objective things that you've got and so then you by the time you've clicked on one of those and you've revealed some new cars and you've looked at that it, suddenly time has evaporated it's not really six minutes at all but it, it is very addictive and i am quite enjoying it but we won't talk about that too much tonight i have started doing videos if you if you enjoyed them please do like and subscribe or like and subscribe like them and and comment and what have you i'd like to boost them a little bit if i can and see if we can get picked up on the uh, old youtube algorithm so it's probably just crashing and burning the algorithm at the moment but uh, that's, that's by the by. The only thing I have really to report over the last couple of weeks, I mean, obviously we, we did the Norwood stuff yeah. um, and did those videos and stuff like that. There wasn't much else. I've got the new cards. I, don't, I, I spent my £10 voucher uh, on the new cards. The new card sleeves, rather, I should say. And I people can't say. see this on the podcast. <laughs> but I've, I've got the, Is that what they are? You showed the a picture bit. of those. You showed a picture of those on our Patreon Discord. Um, you I can did. join our Patreon if you want to. For extra fun and being in being in the Patreon. I'll just throw that out there. Um, but you And I didn't realise. I just thought they were the cards. So I didn't realise they were the new, no. the new sleeves. The sleeves. They're in the new style of the, of the new card yeah. backs. They're, they're pleasingly matte. They're yeah. not... I don't know how long they're going to last. We'll have to see on that one. But they do feel like they have a similar... Because they, they, they curve, oddly. And I remember the Dragon ones that we had. They didn't have this weird curve to them right. like the GW ones do. And I wonder if that means that they're of a, a less good quality. I mean, you get... It's only like a tenner. And you do get about 15 objectives. And I think it might be near a 30 Gambit cards. So... Unlike the old ones, remember when you did them before, you got 12 objective sleeves and 20 yeah. power card sleeves. It was like awesome. If I have a 22 card deck, like Mr. Tim, Hawk Tim, uh, you had to buy two packs, which was rubbish because you didn't need all the extra objectives because you only ever needed 12. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so I mean, I haven't got the sleeves because I'm it's against my religion. Um, but, um, <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna have to get some sleeves for when we start playing Nemesis. Well, so you say. Uh, I'm just gonna play New Warband. <laughs> I've already told Mick. Well, I mean, that's the way. I'm not playing it. the old ones. Yeah, I will have to get some. And annoyingly, I did have some, but I gave them to my son because he wanted them for his Pokemon cards. And now I haven't got <laughs> the right number. So, so you must I, have some. I I probably do, but I'm not sure where they are. So I've got some. <laughs> I've got plenty of transparent ones. But that's not gonna help. Um, but yeah. he wants some. He wants some expensive ones for his Christmas present. So maybe I'll s- sneak in a couple of extra boxes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do. I'm trying to think of the old warbands, season one, one and two warbands. I'd like to play Nemesis. I have made 
a couple of decks with a few season one and two warbands but actually when i get down to it season two especially there wasn't that many warbands that i really liked in night vault there was i mean the ghosties maybe i wasn't really a fan of the dwarves or the tree elves i wasn't really a fan of molog the wild hunt not wild hunt god's one hunt maybe gits maybe gits but i kind of always feel the but I, I, I always feel the gits are yours though. So yeah, I, don't I touch do the gits, and also I don't want to play them now because they've um, they're like quite good. <laughs> they've they, they've kind of met, <laughs> the, the, in the meta. They're you know they're popular and people play them, and I you know and they've had to rattle them, so they're they're not as good. So I kind of feel like playing the gits is now. Um, but that's championship, isn't it? Nemesis is a whole different kettle of. Well, it is. Balls. It is, but the the errata still stands, doesn't it? Yeah, true, 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 true. Um, perhaps get onto that. Although four glory, three glory, four glory is not much of a muchness, is it? Is the oh, I don't know. I mean, they must have, they must, they must have thought that there was. Otherwise, they wouldn't have done it. True, 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 true. So we released. We normally talk about what we've released. It's basically all been underworlds. Everything. Well, apart from these Marvel Snap videos I started doing, but we've, we've, it's all been underworlds, really, hasn't it? If I my, on here, I've got in the yes. little synopsis here, I've got written underworlds, underworlds, underworlds. Well, what do we release? Underworlds. What's coming up? Underworlds. So we have kind of jumped back on the underworlds bandwagon, which I suppose is why we're here talking about underworlds. Uh, which, well, have we completely rescinded our our video from a year ago saying why underworlds is rubbish? And now, now, we're, uh, we now we've done another video like saying... That. I don't think we quite put it either. We, no. have, we have gone no, back on that. Didn't. It does rather uh, pose an interesting question for the podcast because I don't know that we have enough to talk about Underworlds every fortnight. So I don't know how that's going to go. Uh, but we'll have to see. No. no. Um, yeah, which actually brings us on to, neatly on to the Marlowe moment, which I've elevated this week um, to Ooh, this position. we've got our Marlowe moment early, have we? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, let, me, let me, sh- let me key up the Marlowe enough. moment then. Here we go. Marlow moment. There we go. It's a Marlow moment. Hopefully people in podcast land hear that and it's not just silence. Well I now copy the, in the audio. Because I'm yeah, there we go. audio editor extraordinaire these days. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I copy it in and um, yes, yeah, so the Marlow moment is easy so and I think we have kind of answered this question before so we won't do it, spend a long time on it but it is why do you think people should play Underworlds? Mm, okay, so for people who don't know Marlow moments are one of our patrons Mr Marlow, Andrew Marlow uh, always comes on with loads and loads and loads of questions so we decided to dedicate a little bit of every show to one of his questions because he does ask some very nice yeah, and, and sometimes very insightful questions exactly and we could quite often get half an hour's podcast worth out of them so it's they're worth their weight yeah. in gold um i don't know if my comment thing is broken pete or just nobody's commenting at the moment if you are in the chat do if you can succinctly put why you think everybody should, why you should, people should play underworld do let us know yeah what you think there's only three likes if there's if you've got 20 people what? watching three likes come on hit that like button oh i'm gonna hit the hit like button like. because i'm one of those 20 oh i've hit the like button Hooray. oh it was only 19 people <laughs> oh it's 18 people oh god it's all gone wrong right so um whilst people at home out there in internet land sit there and think of what their reasons are i'll give you mine okay. i think it's actually one of the best games that gw has ever produced that was mine i i, I, I say choice. that <laughs> oh okay well in that case I think it's because it's not the best game GW has ever produced <laughs> I no. think I, I think people should get it because I'll change mine I'll change mine then I think it's because now in the Norwood sort of meta with, with 
Nemesis and with rivals being such more of a thing and with their balance getting better on it. I think it's it's legitimately a game that you can pick up and play very casually without losing before you put any models on the table. Mm-hmm. And for GW, that doesn't happen often in their games. No, no, I would agree with that. And that, it's kind of always been like that to an extent, I think. That's one, always been one of the good things about it. Obviously, you could have situations where you were playing somebody who was really good, like Aman or somebody who you know was just brilliant and they would just wipe the floor with you. But I think I always felt like you were going to have some sort of close game and sometimes it didn't work out that way and you know I came close to flipping the table once or twice but more often than not more often than not we've had close four contests that have been exciting gone down to the wire and even when it hasn't gone quite right there's normally a moment or two in the game for you whichever happened where where stuff comes off and it feels good yep We've got a few comments in the chat where yep. Pete Orktim has said that he thinks the two new warbands are just fantastic and the cards in the new box are just good for once. And I think to add on to that as well, in this box set, they've actually... They, it, it's a fully encompassed box this time round. Whereas in previous mm-hmm. seasons, you've got the warbands and the warband cards and then you've got a little pack of like additional universal cards, most of which were rubbish, several yeah. of which were just obvious auto-includes. And it didn't really, it wasn't, it, it it didn't feel like a game in its own right after Shade Spy came out and you started to realise what the pattern was. Everything else that came out after that was just the springboard into the next season worth of cards and the next set of card chasing. Whereas this box, Norwood, feels like you could buy this and not buy anything else and play Norwood for ages and get by absolutely fine with it. Yeah, actually, you just made me think of something there that I have not really thought about before. Mm. Um, What's that? Uh, <laughs> How much I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How much I'm sick of the sound of your voice. Um, no, um, I, when, when after the initial release of Shades by once once we were kind of up and running into Night Vault, the the warband that was coming, and people might disagree with this, and maybe I'm misremembering. But the warband that was coming was almost secondary to the cards that were coming with it. So you know what I mean. So like, actually, people who play, they they were vaguely interested in in the warband. But the warband was you, you could see very quickly whether you liked it or didn't like it, whether the stats were good. And then what everybody was most interested in is what new cards were going to be and how powerful the cards were going to be and where they were going to go in their decks and everything. And yeah, we don't really know how Norwood's going to roll out. But that has shifted slightly, I think, because you. It doesn't quite matter so much now what what universal cards come with it, because there aren't really they are universal, but they're not, uh, which I think we'll come on to in a minute. But they you be you know, the 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 potential for rivals deck suddenly the whole rivals deck people are still going to be looking forward to the rivals deck, but it's going to be the warbands and how they interact with that rivals deck, which I think is going to be of more interest to people um, going forward. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a few other comments. Zach Matthew says it's very easy to pick up and play a game, even like him. Uh, he he says even like himself, who who knows nothing about deck building. Yep, there, there's that that rivals element in there, and you you effectively both warbands get three decks to play without the new Norwood box, whereas you didn't get that before without having to go through the deck building no, process, which I, I know I don't know whether people love, but mm. you know not everyone does. I don't know whether Zach's comment just generally was just about because he's played he's played it for a long time. Um, I mean, it was yeah. it was comparatively easy to deck build as well until until we got into the pandemic season. We didn't have all the cards, and it was all getting a bit. Uh, it was deck building wasn't that difficult. 
um, I think. But I think it almost, in some ways, in those early days, certainly when you and I were playing, we weren't that polished. And so deck building was no. kind of fun. Uh, and it definitely for me got to a point where, especially for making stuff on the channel, and we've talked about this before as well, but it kind of, I kind of felt like unless it was top tier, on point, perfect deck building, it felt like it wasn't worth doing. Uh, which that yeah. became, that became a bit of a millstone. So I'm quite I'm really glad that's gone. But I think the game has been always been relatively easy to always to pick up and throw something together to play. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mick also says the new box is bang on point. Yeah. yeah, and he says he he thinks that sorting out reactions and inspiration helps. The rule changes for charge move really help three model warbands. I mean, I don't know about the three model warbands bit. I kind of I think I agree that I think it's going to help with with smaller model count warbands or when you're in that boring end game where you've only got one or two models it's like I can't I can't do very much so I'm just going to have to sit here and draw a card a few times before mm. I finally commit my charge you can maybe do that a bit earlier now so it, it gives you a bit more it reduces the negative play experience later on I think when you've got a limited amount of actual activations left I think so we haven't played enough yet to tell I'm a bit worried that some of the smaller like Morgoks the smaller warbands with mm. the big fighters might get too much of a bonus out of it but we'll the only way to know is to play that and we don't tend to play those warbands yeah we don't tend to play those warbands anyway so it's not the end of the world <laughs> uh mickey balls is on hello mickey but mickey bells sorry not mickey balls mickey bells is on and he's he's put a couple of comments says he he thinks it's a really nice bite-sized way to play you can experience a little bit of all the different factions you don't have to commit the whole day although you totally can that is very true and um all general stuff for right now he thinks nemesis format rivals uh, keeps it nice and casual, so you don't need to worry about being out carded instead of out skilled or out lucked. I, th I I agree with that too, and I think yeah. I've built probably about four Nemesis decks in the last few days. Cause it's actually very easy to build a Nemesis. Yeah, it's very yeah. easy to just suddenly go right, uh, pick a wall band, blah, pick a deck, blah, go through, just grab all of the decent cards out of both, and you almost end up in a position where you've almost got like a twelve ten ten to start mm. with. I did have a problem with Morgox where I, I started to pick their cards. It was like, oh, I've picked all ten of Morgox ploys. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. I, I would totally agree with you on that, except I haven't built any decks, so I can't. <laughs> but tomorrow, but you tomorrow, get home I've a couple got tomorrow of days Thursday ago, so. to, build, to build from Thursday night, so I, I have time yet. I have time yet. I also, I also found that rather than being in the old world where you had like 500, 600 cards, and you were like, okay, I've got 40 ploys now and 35 upgrades and 26 objectives and now i've got to whittle that down and oh look i've ended up with very similar 12 set of objectives and absolutely none of the faction cards and so on i've actually found this time around i've got sort of like oh i've got 13 objectives and i I'm actually not really sure 100 percent which one to get rid of and i've got maybe 11 or 12 ploys and again i'm like wrestling mm. with which ones i'll get rid of and it feels actually like i have to make a few more choices in this not just they're all awesome which one do I think is most awesomest and which ones am I going to cut that are less awesome? It's more a case of they all feel like they're all good and I can't decide which one's cut out. And I, mm. it just feels like it's a bit more involved this time round, but I mean, not I, with the same amount of pressure. Yeah, I've always enjoyed it when we've played, whenever we've played and there's been a limited pool of cards. So the Vanguard rules um, I enjoyed and then I also enjoyed it even back in the early days when there were I think Night Vault when there were only a couple of Night Vault warbands out so you only had like one and a half yeah. seasons that that was really nice but it did definitely get too much which somebody else has commented here uh, Zach said you know, he, he thought there were too many cards um, mm. yeah I, I think it's 
just to go back to Andrew's question, um, I think it's the pickup and playness and the fact that it's short. It's literally 12 activations each, isn't it? Um, yeah. And, and that for a GW game was brilliant. And of course, the other thing is not the Scatter Token, or the Scatter Token is quite cool, but the uh, I'm holding up the Scatter Token podcast. It was the Hexes. Hexes, Sexy hexes. Hexes just makes everything better. Just, I've got to move through. I, I, Where can I go? I can go over there. Rather than the whole uh, moving, moving with rulers and all that kind of stuff. Just, I think that turns off a load of people anyway. Um, but also, you end up. I know I've done it when we've been playing Moonstone. You end up inadvertently cheating, or maybe advertently, but you inadvertently yeah. cheating when you accidentally move too far or you put the thing in the wrong place from, from front can't to remember back whether or whatever you, where, you, yeah, yeah. Whether you, where you started on the base and it's just like oh yeah um, and so the and it doesn't necessarily matter too much in friendly games but at the no. same time it still kind of matters a little bit because you're like oh I, I don't want to like say inadvertently cheat you're like I don't want to be giving myself an no. unfair advantage here and the, but hexes none of that yeah, at all it's, and it's I think any game is better with simultaneously hexes. imprecise yet more precise yeah, um, exactly. So I, I really love that. Gaff plays games made a really good point, uh, which yep. is that, uh, and for somebody who enjoys, as somebody who enjoys painting, each each warband presents a different challenge, um, and I think that's really nice. And they're fairly quick to paint, comparatively to doing a whole army. And I think the fact that I have painted, yep. I haven't painted, I've certainly painted a lot more in recent seasons. But the fact that I have painted so many different factions from the game, or I'll never play AOS, I don't think, or. Unlikely to be unlikely to play OS. Oh, your your friends in again. Um, blocked. Blocked. <laughs> blocked. Blocked. Um, you. Um, that's just a really nice thing about the game. And also, if you end up not liking the miniatures, yeah. you you've only got to do four or five, and then they're done. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's like, oh, I don't really like whatever warband this is, but I've only got five models to go. Yeah. I can very quickly knock this out, and we're all done. I mean, Gav plays games. Put a comment earlier as well, where he said after a few practice games, you can play a game in under an hour easily. Yep. I mean, even we can manage that. Even, Even recording us. it sometimes, we and get we to about rubbish. an hour, um, <laughs> uh, which is great. It can be as casual as hardcore as you like, depending on what format you play. So it caters to all skill levels. And I think the skill level itself is also not necessary, not necessarily compared to the format that you play as well. I, I think you can play it as as skillfully or as um, straightforward in any of the levels. I think, regardless of you know whether you're playing. Yeah, championship rivals, nemesis. I think you can you can take any of those to the extreme of being hardcore or casual. Mm. So, I, and I like that. I like the fact that you can do that. Yeah, we seem to be messages. Outrageous. Um, Seth Levine is on. Hello, Seth. Yeah. And he said starting as a non-deck builder, but open to the possibility of getting into minimal deck building the new nemesis format. Again, I think that's that's great. It's it's making people think. Well, it's only sixty cards. I can chop half of them out. That shouldn't be too hard. And Jim Saylor says he's never played Warhammer Underworlds, but he's intend to use the old additional cards to draft as soon as uh, the game gets stale. I think, Jim, depending, you might find you'll be able to keep the game just as exciting by just buying some warbands and using those rival decks with, with or the warband decks with the rival decks and just doing it Nemesis style. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I um, it's, yes, it's interesting because I, th I think the deck building was overwhelming by the end. And or by the end, but before this change, and now, yeah, you know, people like Seth are saying, "Well, I, I quite fancy doing a bit of Nemesis Bitcoin," and we feel the same. Suddenly, it just feels, yeah, it, it feels, it feels manageable. And not only does it feel manageable, at the end of the day, I'm not sure we haven't played very much yet, but.
but if um, if you don't do it, you're probably not at that much of a disadvantage. If you just turn up with your faction cards, or you literally just pull out one objective that actually you just know you're not going to score because it's a bit rubbish, and just put one in, so the absolute minimal deck building, you're probably still going to have a good game against somebody who has thought a bit more about their Nemesis deck. I still think. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's Nemesis, Nemesis and Rivals. I yeah, think. That, that's that's yeah. yeah I'm that, talking that. about Nemesis and Rivals. So I think Nemesis yeah. and Rivals are going to be the way to play, and it certainly seems to have reinvigorated interest in the game, which is great, and is one of the reasons why we we're returning to it. So that is Andrew's question uh, via a few other things, and next is our community shout out. It's a bit of a sad one this week. It is. Um, we need to play the the last. Is it the last stand or last command or last post? Last post, that's it. The last post. Yes. yes. Uh, the, the deck building website, Deckers, Underworld's Deckers, is closing. Uh, so I think they're run, it's, it's run by Italian guys, isn't it? I think. Um, I th- oh, I, yeah, I, can't, I couldn't say for definite. And uh, yeah, they've been doing it for a long time. I can't remember quite how long. Not quite as long as Underworld's DB. Um, because I think I discovered near though discovered um, that one first, but it's basically basically a fan built online resource for building your decks and looking at other decks. And sadly, it's it's closing basically due to lack of interest, which is a little bit concerning. But I guess also they're five years older. People think a lot happens in five years. They get whole global pandemics, for example. Um, and um, exactly. Also, a lot of people that start a lot of these things off are younger. And then they, 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 yeah. their lives are changing a lot more. Whereas we're old and we're stuck in our yeah. set in our ways. We've got no big changes coming yeah. up now. Except our deck building thing would just be a piece of paper with a pen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> write your list on there. I'll photocopy it. And I'll send you a fax. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write you a letter. Can you put it in an email, cursive. please? <laughs> Emails, a bit Emails. advanced. Yeah, I know, but. You know, I, can, I can do email but not, not, I've had a typewriter e- email is mainly my preferred preferred method of uh, conversation these days uh, yeah. I don't know why I'm doing this um, yeah so that is a bit of a sad one hopefully Underworld's DB will keep going Jason who runs that seems to be fairly chipper about the game so so that is good he does appear to be keeping up to date he's been doing updates recently for uh, all the all the rival stuff although he's he's struggling to get it to play ball in some situations because obviously some cards yeah it just the way the way it orders all the cards behind the scenes on his website it, it's causing him some headaches but he is getting there with that Ugh. yes it must be a bit of a nightmare for things like that when they change how which cards you mm. can have and, and and what have you I, mean, I don't know how any of it works but you know um, yeah I can it's, 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 it's a it's a big it's a big job it's got a big job on his hands um, big job yeah Okay, I'm just going to step away from Underworlds for a little bit, not not out of screenshot. Step away. Uh, just to quickly go over, we normally have we normally have a little bit of a rundown of, of, of gaming news. I haven't got much other gaming news, but I've got a little bit of GW. What's a little bit of GW news? Really, not a lot, but a little bit. Um, little they bit. released the new Slaves yeah. to Darkness models, which I quite like. Oh, yeah, they're pretty cool. Mm. They're kind of authentic, they nice. authentic to the old style, but but yet inherently new. I'm looking for. I don't know if, I don't know if she's going to buy any, but we've got one of our patrons. Uh, Laura, who um, she's painted some beautiful Slave to Darkness models. I'm, I'm interested to see if she paints those. I do, I do like them. I'm never sure about Chaos Horses. They do, they never look quite right <laughs> to me. Um, but I think I think GW I actually struggle with horses a little bit. I've not seen many. I mean, to be honest, normally when you see a horse, they're not like like 
hooves up in the air, are they? And I no. think if you even if you took a photo of a horse with its hooves up in the you air, think it, would look a bit it doesn't off. quite. It doesn't look quite right. I've seen photos of horses, like from reenactments and stuff, where they've got all the bardings on, and then someone's taken a picture of it, and it's like. Horses just don't look right. You just think, They've got you, very you just think it's legs. the al- alien nature of horses in general. <laughs> I think so, yeah. If you just stop and look at a horse from it, you just think, that's a weird-looking bugger. Yeah. Speaking it's got of weird-looking spindly buggers, sort of... Pete? <laughs> no. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the, um, the, the, the other thing is they, they announced the 40K robot horse thing. Yeah. Which I think the model is amazing... But I think it would just be much better. Well, I say amazing, it might be stretching it a bit far. I really like the model. I quite like to paint it, but I actually feel like it would have been better just as a Bretonian or something. I don't. It doesn't really make much sense to me in the even a robot horse. It just doesn't seem like a safe way to travel around the battlefield. It doesn't really. I mean, considering you have like sentinels and and rhinos and oh. Le Mans Russ battle tanks and that sodding great battle tank they've released that's bigger than the Le Mans Russ yeah, which yeah. looks fantastic R- I mean yeah why would you sit and go no no or indeed oh, the, the yeah, Royal Dawn, is it? or the airstrikes yeah. you know what's a horse going to do yeah. it's an airstrike and he's got a flaming now, sword a... well it's not a flaming sword he's just got a sword <laughs> um... he's got a ruddy flaming sword <laughs> um I mean, I was watching a dis a chat on one of the discords, the underworld discords about horses and you know forty k and stuff like that. And I think people were trying to put too much real life facts into this things like it's forty thousand years into the future. Real life doesn't really apply to any of the logic now, so you know you just got to accept it. It's just nuts. Yeah, and that's fine. So you you saying my I shouldn't yeah. be moaning about it? It just I well, suppose no, it, you can still moan about it. I mean, I mean you're moaning about it more from the point of view is it just looks a bit absurd it looks absurd yes I think I, I, but it just is absurd in the sense that it, it, it doesn't really it doesn't really make sense but I, mean, I think they've they've kind of moved towards that in the last iterations of 40k anyway because there's an awful I feel like and I'm not, I'm not an aficionado of the game by any stretch of the imagination but I feel like there's a lot more shields and swords and hammers and things have kind of crept into the game in the last few last few years I think they've always kind of had. There's that old photo of like a. There's that kind of that photo of the of the the Imperial Guard commissar sticking out the top of a a tank, waving a sword, saying like, "Drive me closer so I can hit them with my sword." Like, yeah, it's a bit that kind of thing. I mean, if you're (laughs) if you're fighting anything, pretty much in the forty first millennium, I just feel like a sword is is not going to hold up. But anyway, the models look great. But I think that's because it's easier to make them more dynamic and more than everybody just holding a big gun. I think I think that's why they do it. So um, yeah. Oh, Sterling's on. Hello, Sterling. Sadly, he's a bit late because he didn't get a notification. Uh, you haven't. Well, you. I mean, I could say. We'll forgive you. you. Other people could say whether you've missed much. We've, we've been chatting away in our usual usual fashion. Talking nonsense. <laughs> Talking nonsense. Exactly. And there was another. Just going back very that. quickly to forty k. The last oh, yeah. thing you know that, that you can use logic in forty k is that people have all these wars on planets when there's you know exterminatus where someone just goes. Destroy the entire planet. I mean, why wouldn't you just do that? Oh, there's a big threat on this planet. Should we send down 100 marines? Oh, we could just blow the whole planet to pieces. Oh, yeah. I forgot we had that. Beep. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Well, there you are. Horace is down there, is he? Beep. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, no, Abaddon's invading and he's on Cadia. Beep. Boom. Oh. oh, well, you did kill him, though, so I guess that's all right. 
Douglas O'Rourke has asked a question we've, we kind of already answered earlier um, are we going to revisit any of the old boys in Underworld I was sort of saying I haven't got any desire to but that doesn't mean I won't I just I don't know the, I don't know whether it's because they're just so long ago I can't remember them I just don't feel like they they, they the mechanics I suppose aren't quite as interesting so they're, they're, they're kind of harder to pick up but that said I love it when we play Reavers yeah, Whichever one of us plays, I love playing Reavers. I mean, perhaps we Garrix's. should do Steel Hearts versus Reavers with a uh, Nemesis. Revisit, yeah. Nemesis deck. That'd be Revisit cool. the old, the old boys. Yeah. I think, cool. I think John. If John John Grant mentions that he's in tonight, but if he's listening, uh, hopefully he'll be coming to the studio at some because he's really interested in playing Altharis with Nemesis yes. and trying them out. So that'd be quite interesting to see. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, and the last bit of GW news, so I'm just looking at the football score. Um, the last bit of the uh, GW news is that um, they're going to do a new expansion to Curse City. Mm-hmm. Because that's what everyone, everyone was asking for. The new, the first, the second and final expansion. So I suppose they, when they said there was going to be new expansions back in the day, when they first released it, there, wasn't, that a map. there wasn't a lie, because there are two. It was, it was expansions, plural. Uh, but you have to have the first expansion in order to play the second expansion so it's hilarious to me you, uh, first you had to manage to get a copy of the game anyway although I don't know they did bring it back <laughs> then you oh, had wow. to manage to get a copy of the miniatureless that expansion the miniatureless expansion yep. that was really hard to get hold of copy because they sold out almost immediately and this one I assume isn't going to have any miniatures but it's not going to have any miniatures as well so I think I think I don't think anybody's going to be sad to draw a line under the whole Curse City experience, are they? Anybody? I think GW's GW's sort of career, well not career, but GW's history can be defined at certain points by certain games. There was the one that was the, there was like a Mano War style boat game hmm. back in the two thousands, I think, which they massively overjudged the interest in Dreadfleet? and produced. A, Sorry? Dreadfleet, was it called? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Dreadfleet, I think, okay. yeah. Massively overestimated the popularity they would be. It ended up with like a billion copies that they couldn't shift, and that was one of the, the things where they started to realise, ah, we're spending too much money on stock we're not selling, and they, they changed tack. And I think this is going to go into that list of notable games in their timeline of, do you remember when they screwed up? Yeah. And, you know... Although almost nobody so got much. a copy, so nobody will know whether it was any good. It didn't seem that good. I have to say, True. compare it to Warcrow, which fully funded. Although the Warcrow Kickstarter started to annoy me, actually. Because I, I, I hate it when they add things on, and you have to. I think overall, you, you ended up to get everything shelling out over $300, which is um, frustrating to me. Because the base game, though, was I really thought was had some really neat mechanics in it, and was much better than other Cursed City type games. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So and it used an app which GW are rubbish at trying to implement. Is any kind of app they, to help story It's almost like there's somebody in the upper echelons who's religiously opposed to app-based technology. I know there's, seem I, to be. That said, I know there's a lot of people who, who like if it's an app, I'm not interested. Which and we had people commenting on that when we did the stream and things on Warcraft. If they if it was if it was run by app, they they, were, they didn't like it. Which is, it's funny, isn't it? I guess, I know there are um, concerns about kind of support and whether it's going to be pulled and whether, you know, but I kind of feel like 
But maybe maybe we're more traditional or as a group we're more traditional than I think we are. I just you know, maybe they just like the physicality and want everything to be physical. I mean I'd much rather have an app bearing in mind how little we actually pretend to play games for. I'd much rather have an app that's for a couple of years than have to play forever with a really clunky paper based AI. That's my own personal thought anyway. I I, I think part of it is the fact that people are very bad at judging like, a lot of people will go out and think nothing about spending a thousand pounds on a new phone. But if there's an app they want and it costs 99p, they're like, I'm not spending 99p on a bloody app. What, yeah. do, you, what do you think I am? Not mad? Like, you've just spent a thousand pounds on a phone. What's it matter if you spend 99p on an app for? But I think there is definitely something around people don't like apps. I think they just feel like apps are very you know like they're just not going to be around very long they're going to buy it and it'll be gone straight away and yeah. I won't have anything left to show for it but it's like they're going to be around for longer than you're probably going to play the game for definitely definitely because we all we only ever play our games about twice most of us exactly <laughs> there's like that one person out there that's like I bought Hero Quest back in 1980 and I've run through the campaign 6300 times now with each different character and I mm. played it every single different way using every different combination of of upgrade cards or you know and it's like great you got you you definitely got your money's worth but you know everyone else stopped playing that because something better came out well that's the <laughs> thing isn't it i mean that the whole purpose of all these games companies is to keep selling us games so they don't actually want us to keep playing their game over and over again <laughs> so no. so uh they, they kind of want you to spend a couple of weeks maybe a month playing it and then yeah. go right that was fun moving T on now. tell people how good it is and then everybody just buy it and then and then not play it. I'm terrible for that. I'm just looking at behind me. I've got this. I got really excited about the Lord of the Rings living card game. I just haven't got time to play it. So I bought a few expansions. I did the same with Marvel Champions, which is over here. Everything you can see that. I haven't gone off. That'll be off screen. But um, I, you know, I, I, I get into it, play it, buy a few things, then then keep buying them because oh, well, I might get into it, and then eventually realise that I'm not going to. <laughs> so <laughs> I've stopped buying both yeah. now. So that's. That's something. That said, my little foray into Marvel Snap is making me think I need to go back and play some Marvel Champions. But that's by the by. Anthony Boy says that he's fallen victim to an app not being updated, so the hardware being useless, Star Wars and Lenovo. I mean, yeah, that can be annoying when that happens. Yeah. Um, but I, I kind of think with just a when there's not hardware component and it's just an app, you're probably safe for a couple of years at least. Yeah. Even if they don't update it at all, it's still gonna the app's still gonna run. You know, on whatever phone you've got for a couple of years at least, and that's probably going to be more than enough. Can't pay the nice <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Sorry, I was going to read out that comment. You get you read it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sterling Nelson says it might be why they can't afford to pay nine nine p for that because they just spent a thousand pounds on the phone. They're skinned from that. That is true. There is that. Steve King. Uh, Blackstone Fortress could have done with an app, says Anthony. Yeah, I think I agree. Definitely, definitely, definitely. And I think Curse City would benefit from one too. I think any, basically any. Dungeon crawler where you haven't got a GM would benefit from that because you could it's just much more what? intuitive or not intuitive, it's much more interactive. Anyway, let's get back well, to Underworld. Um, Shadows, oh, sorry. Shadows over Hammerhull, we played that, that needed a DM. If that yeah. had had an app, that would have been perfect, that would have been a great game. Yeah, right, definitely. There was a web app for Blackstone Forges, apparently. Well, I didn't know about that. Was that Ooh. somebody made it up or was it GW based? A fan app, yeah. Fan they app, usually right. end up fan based, yeah. Don't well, they? All the fan, I mean, like Underworld's DB. All the fan base stuff and Deckers, yeah. all the fan base stuff is brilliant. In fact, both of those are much better than GW's own uh, app. 
given the way things are going, that might explain why GW never bothered keeping their their deck builder up to date. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, why pay somebody to do something for you if somebody did it for free? I suppose. Well, not uh, only that, but maybe they saw, you know, given how much advanced they they work, maybe they well, actually, no, they stopped doing it way before they've made this change in tack or anything. But mm. yeah, hard to say. No. Okay, so Steve is going to try and bring us back to Underworlds. <laughs> do you think uh, single warband releases will include Universal slash Universal Rivals decks along with the warband rival deck, or have they fully separated them into their own release now? Well, that is one of the things I've got. I've, I've got a list of things we wanted to discuss. That's some way down the bottom. Uh, not because, not in importance, just in the order that I've written them. But we don't really know, do we? Because this new box came with two new warbands and two rivals decks. Yeah. And we I think it had more cards in than any previous release. Yeah. It's safe to say. Yeah, but we don't know. So traditionally, warbands came with their own faction deck and then some universals. And is I was thinking about it. Is every let's let's ignore the fact they do two core boxes now. Basically, each year is eight eight warbands. Is each warband going to have its own uh, rivals deck packed with it? Obviously, it's got its faction rivals deck, but is it going to have its own rivals deck with it? If it is, that's eight. And if they're all going to have plots, that's eight different plot type rivals decks a year. And that's quite a lot of designing and um, effort and you know, and invention, I think. More than they need. They don't, I don't think they actually need to do that many. I suppose that's... See, that's I the, think because... Carry on. on. No, after you. Well, after I was just saying... Do, 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 I, 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 I forgot what I was going to say now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think that the the warband releases will come with universal cards. I, I just don't think that's going to happen now. So, but do you think there'll be a, a rivals deck in them, or do you? Because th- I think they'll just have the faction cards, and then they'll do an extra pack of like like they did like they did Deathly, Deadly Deaths or whatever it was, and they did Illusory. Yeah. I think there'll be an extra pack for each each half season. Will have its own extra. Rivals deck, and I think I would prefer that because I think almost eight. I I I would worry with having eight in a year. A new rivals deck that I would worry about quality, and I would just worry about overload. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to find the release schedule now to find the names of the two other decks that are coming up. But I couldn't find it, but I think we're going to get the warband on their own with nothing else in there, just the warband cards. And maybe we might get a small drop in price, but I don't reckon we'll get much if no, we do at all. I, I don't think so. Um, I so I think, think so. we'll just get. I think we'll get the warband of that. And to be honest, I mean, I'll still buy them. Yeah, I mean, Seth uh, said he it, would buy it, them. I would. I know one of our patrons suggested that he would prefer them not to be because then you don't. You know, I guess you get back into that thing. Well, if I want the rivals deck, but I don't actually like the new cabbage warband or whatever. But I do want the rivals deck. You end up buying stuff that you don't want, and I kind of that model I don't like. So there's part of me which would rather they separated them out because in reality, I'll probably buy whatever they do. <laughs> you see what I mean? And I, I just worry yeah. if they, if they, the, the more rivals decks they try and do, the more anonymous Jeff is in damn straight. That was it was Jeff who was one of our patrons who said it. Um, I the the more 
rivals decks they do, the more chance there is of imbalance, the more chance there is that one of them or two of them will be shit. Not not, not just necessarily I shit. I mean... In not, not very good in game terms, they just won't be as innovative and interesting. I mean, there, there, there might be more chance for imbalance, but then we had that with the universal cards anyway, didn't we? That's why we ended up with forsaken cards and restricted cards and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. at least if they make a rival's deck that is over the top you know it'll be something they can easily limit very quickly and if it's a deck that's rubbish then people just won't pick it up and there's not really that much lost no but if it's packaged in with all your warbands then yeah yeah Yeah. i'm I'm hoping my my personal preference is that they they come out separately to the um to the warbands and that there's just a warband box and a a rival's deck separately just on a scale thing i don't think we need eight new warband decks or not warband sorry eight new rivals decks a year uh, six it would be six wouldn't it because there's two two in the core set and one new yeah. one six would be fine we wouldn't need an extra if there's only two no, more actually no it would be eight it would be eight it would be eight no no but only if you get two in the core set and two more with the two other warbands that come out for that six month release period yeah so now you, but if they, if they did them as separate packs it would be six. Oh yeah, yeah. So actually, actually, because the yes. way they do it now, you would only lose two because you actually effectively only get one. Oh no, you get two warbands, don't you? So yeah, so it would be. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be oh, four. Um, it'd be four rivals decks in a year, because four would come in the core boxes, and then you would get four warbands released separately, and each of those would come with a a timed rivals deck at the same time. So because the would, core that, boxes have two rivals decks and two yeah. warbands in. Well, that would be eight then. I think we're talking across purposes now. <laughs> there will be eight in yeah. total, but there'll only be four separate ones. The other four will be within the two core boxes that come out. Yes. I, I don't even know what point I was trying to make. I think I, my, my feeling <laughs> would be I would, like the, the, I would like two in the core box, none with each of the two warbands that they release, and one extra. Correct, yeah. So that would be yeah. three in each half season. So that would be six in the total season. Yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I whether it's one that comes with outside of the core box for each six-month release period or two. I mean, if they start to run out of ideas, they can always just drop it down to one instead of two. But um, Mickey Bell says it yeah, took some searching, I, I, but the two new rivals will be Fearsome Fortress and Beastbound Assault. And are they going thank to you be very much. in? So, so they haven't t- said there are two new ones. Though, they so just said two. they're going to be at the same time, but they haven't said if they're going to be. <sighs> In with the wall bands or not? Right, they're going to be at, so they're going to be at the same time as the wall bands or the same time as each other. Yes, same no, time as the wall bands. Oh, okay, but they haven't said if they're going to come in the same box, box. as a single okay. release thing or whether it's going to be uh, a wall band and a, a rivals pack yeah. separately. What I definitely wouldn't like to see is them put together and then an extra extra rivals decks, but then you'd be up to ten. You'd have five in each half. Yeah, season. yeah, yeah. I definitely don't want to see that. The fact that they've given teasers on the two warbands and they've told us what the two rival decks coming up are tells me that either we're going to have the warband with that rival's deck in with it or we're going to have the warband separately and the rival's deck separately. But that's it. There's not going to be any universals if that's the case. Yeah. Although they are all universal in themselves except they've kind yes. of kind of shot, shot themselves in the foot or contradicted themselves with the new play documents so yes, in the which we'll come book, on to in a second go on we'll do it in a second are we 
I was going to say, Seth, Seth Levine asked, would we buy the Rivals decks if they were packed in pairs? I'm pretty sure they won't be. Would I buy them if they were in pairs? Probably, because it's GW and I'll just buy it all anyway. <laughs> well, as we as we kind of have to play everything, then yes. And of course, if we, hopefully yeah. we'll continue our wonderful relationship with Games Nature and they'll send them to us. In which case, no, we won't buy them. Because we're really lucky. <laughs> we're really lucky. You're not sending us to them for free? Well, we're not buying this rubbish then. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we went for many, many years with buying both, buying buying a set and having a free set. That's true. So that was, that That's was, true. Uh, yeah. And um, the more rivals decks that come out, the more chances we've got of being able to build multiple different decks and being able to share them anyway. Absolutely, that is true. Anonymous so, Jeff also puts a comment saying that he he'd rather have more like power unbound or leader style decks to boost faction cards. I'm not sure I want to go back to that world because technically, right now, you could still use. Like the card from the leader's deck or whatever, or the power and bound one that are faction cards. But it's like you could just turn up with these cards that are like four years old, and somebody new is going to be like, Where did you get that card from? You're like, Well, I bought it four years ago, you can't get it now. Just feels yeah. a bit the, rubbish to me. I don't know I, why. I haven't really thought about that. It's not, is it clear in the documents whether they're available? Or? It just says warband cards, it just says faction cards. So they would, so, be. So they would be allowed. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. the old warbands, they would be allowed. I mean, most of them are rubbish. Most, yeah, most of them are pretty bad. There's the odd kind of good one. There's a good one for the gits, isn't there, yeah. Stuff new people. Yeah. <laughs> There's a nice one for Magors, I think. There was a really nice one for Magors. Right. But it's just like, it, yeah, I don't, I don't really like, because it just means you end up with half the pack rotates out, but then some of the cards are still valid, and then you yeah. just end up with all these, like, I just, I just don't like it. I don't like it at all. It does. It does get confusing. Right? Should we go through this in the order that I've written? Go on. Yeah, we might. We might end up covering something again. But okay. So uh, I, well, the, the slightly negative news of the week, and I don't know how many this affected you, people watching, was that quite a lot of the boxes were damaged, or the, mm. inter the interior of the boxes was damaged due to dodgy packing, uh, which was a bit of a shame. Uh, but I know uh, people in places like Will and Games working really hard to get it sorted out asap. Um, yeah, but it must be so frustrating for both 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 the retailers and for Games Workshop themselves that something so simple gets ballsed up because you know, well, so much effort goes I'm, into releasing a product, and then I don't know to have something so basic get cocked up at the yeah, end. But I'm yeah. hoping that they'll be able to trace back the batches that are no good, and they might be able to see. Oh, okay. You know, this was the batch that got created when Blind Harry took over for the weekend. Yeah, Maybe there's a connection there, Blind or Harry, Blind Harry will be put down. <laughs> exactly. You know, so so I'm hoping that they'll find out whatever the problem was. Uh, maybe one of the machines was playing up and they had a few batches come out before they realised yeah. the machine was having a problem, and they might, whatever it is. Hopefully they'll be able to sort it out for next time. But I mean, yeah. they were packaged really badly, and for some reason they keep putting the inserts in the box. But just don't put the insert in there. There would have been loads of room. Yeah, there would have been plenty of room then. It's just nonsense. Yeah, I have, I have a story about quality control, which is entertaining. Uh, it may not be true, but uh, I had a friend years and years ago when my friend well, when, when we left school. One of my friends went straight to work uh, at Cadbury's. Um, he didn't live that far from the Cadbury's factory, and he said that they had they were showing the people around and they were showing the quality control thing, saying if, if there's a slither of metal in any of the chocolates or whatever then this alarm goes off and to demonstrate it he put a wrench on the, the conveyor and it went and it didn't go off <laughs> so, <laughs> so they had to shut whole production <laughs> and uh, <Hello. laughs> yeah 
do you not test that like <laughs> we haven't tested that in years we just assume it works <laughs> yeah okay oh, hello, I mean I work in Peter Yule from Quebec Canada that's very exciting Welcome aboard, or we've gone all the way to. I don't think we've had anyone from Canada before. Well, I'm sure, exciting. sure we have, but it's Very good. Cool. To, um, I, I set the tempo. Matt set the original. Matt set the tempo. Oh yes, good point. But he's not on tonight, so you know. No, when no, he comes on, no. Then I'll but, uh, do you know him? He's from Canada too. No. <laughs> <laughs> I did get asked that once when I was in Vegas and I was playing blackjack, and somebody at the other end of the table said, "Oh, we're from London." They go around to my side. There, where are you from? And I, I couldn't be bothered to try and work to well, explain to him where I was actually from. London, so I just sort yeah. of said, yeah, so I just said London because it's yeah. like it's only 20 or 30 miles away. It's like it's close enough in in this situation. Yeah. Like, hey, do you know these guys? They're like, do you know how many people live in London? <laughs> just, just, yes, yes, I know them. I yes. go around there on Sundays for tea. Yes, <laughs> fine. <laughs> do you know the Queen? Yes, we go there for scones. No, she's dead. I mean, she wasn't then, but she anyway, that's been dead, Jim. Um, so rolling on from our um, discussions yeah. of dead queens, uh, we did get some new organised play documents. Always very exciting uh, when we get those. And, I, and, and confusing. I think, and it, well, I think it's really good that because there was a long time when we didn't get them. So I think it's, it shows yeah. that GW are... I mean, I think the whole change in the game shows that GW are determined to stick with the game, but it kind of shows that they are interested in the game and uh, uh, want to support the game. So that's, that's really good. Um, I had a quick look through the documents. The... Rivals format official document is interesting. There's you can't play the White Dwarf decks anymore, which yeah, are they're cons- all gone. considered to be in the, in the official obviously if it's a rivals tournament. You know, tournament organizers can do <laughs> what they like, really. No, if but, you if you try and play them casually, Phil will turn up at your house and just like <laughs> knock your table over and take the deck and just throw it out the window. No, yeah. no, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that's good. Because I, I didn't yeah. like those, I didn't like it. I understand why they did it, but I didn't, I didn't like it. And the silent. Honestly, I think part gone. of the reason is because some of them you needed like four boxes to be yeah. able to actually put that deck together, and some of it involved other rivals' cards. It just got yeah. messy. It's like it, I like the idea, but let's just don't do that again. Yeah, and, <laughs> and therefore it's also gone for Nemesis because that would have got totally, would have been totally wrong yeah. for it to carry on. Silent Menace is gone, which is, mm. uh, I think nobody will care that much because the Silent Menace deck was awful. The rivals deck and was invented before rivals was really a thing. Well, it was kind of like the first they announced yeah. it as a rivals deck, didn't they? But rivals didn't really exist they as, a... It as a rivals deck. They certainly announced it as a standalone deck that you could play. I'm sure, they called it a rivals deck. I can't remember now. Maybe no. they didn't. I can't remember now. No. I think about. It. I'm not 100 sure. Um, but I'm not sure. Um, I mean, I don't yeah. think it follows the format of their usual stuff now in that um, uh, they, they generally are quite... They're built better, like they have yeah. six uh, six surge objectives and stuff like that. I don't think that that one had that, so it wasn't quite built. I can't remember well it had six, but it had some terrible, terrible cards. I think it had like surges where you had to yeah. kill somebody. You had to basically, A, win the roll-off and B, right. kill kill something straight out of the... Out the blocks. Yeah. Turn one. In fact, there were there were two cards like that. There were yeah, two were. cards where you had to kill someone on turn one and something like that. Yeah. Like, so unless you get one round one and then another one round two. Yeah. And win the roll off. Because <laughs> it, it was literally somebody. the first like, first turn or you know first literally the first activation of the, the round. So, so it was terrible. So that I don't think anybody's sad that that's gone. It does have an inter- make pose an interesting question about Nemesis because there was some knickers being got in knots 
on the Facebook page. Much, much nick and notting. About whether now Nemesis was rubbish because stuff was going to rotate out because they rotated out the um, Silent Menace. It's hard to say at this point, I think, whether they're actually going to rotate stuff out. I kind of feel like eventually they'll have to. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, I mean, I think if they do... But in the same breath, it's, it's not like they actually rotated anything out yet, because Nemesis didn't exist till just now, so no, there hasn't no, been no, any rotation. True. <laughs> I mean, I can, see, I, can, I can see why they didn't keep the Silent Menace in. Um, it would mm. be much easier in future, because all the new Rivals decks have got their own logos, it would be much easier to have a pool of those, and then they could even say which ones are valid in any given season, which is yeah. quite, quite, quite yeah. a good way of doing it, I think. A better way, it's a way of rotating without completely making your collection, oh, that bit of my collection now useless. So if they had, if they were producing, say, six rivals decks a year, say, it'd probably be more than that, but let's say six, then very quickly they're going to have a lot. But they could just say, well, these are the ten that are valid this season for all the years of worth. And I quite like that because it means you they can mix it up. As they want, and say, and without um, you, just you're just saying, well, actually, I might well just throw those away now because I can't use them anymore. Yeah, uh, and I mean, we know they're going to be producing eight rivals decks a year. In two years, there's suddenly going to be sixteen rivals oh, yes. decks so to pick eight, from. Sorry, yes, it will be eight. Yeah, you're not going to want more than sixteen to choose from, I think. And as much as we all like to get as much value out of that bit of card that we paid nineteen ninety nine for two years ago it's like at some point it's just nice to buy new stuff and I think everyone has to get used to the fact that it's a rotating system and if you want to play remotely within the confines of the more official format everything's going to rotate out I mean I, th I personally think they should start rotating rotating out warbands and I think they should have done yeah. that from a little while ago but the cards at least they're going to rotate out eventually so you're not what? going to have your three seasons ago Rivals deck still available because there's just more stuff now there uh, I, I disagree with you slightly there I, I think it would be nice if they didn't I mean I, I, I think eight Rivals decks is probably too many a, a year but that's by the by I think that they could I, I would like it if they kept the Rivals decks in longer so that you could keep playing them I mean, I yeah. I mean, we're getting you're getting up with sixteen, though, aren't you? Well, like, I know. I know you're right. When you when you put it like that, it seems it seems not churlish is the wrong word, but it seems it seems a bit pointless saying, "Oh well, I don't want them to rotate out," because I mean, it's not only sixteen. Is it? If they keep going, it will soon be well. Thirty-two. If they do it every six months, <laughs> then it will just be like yeah, yeah. It will just be like four yeah. rotate out every six months. That's but not quite so bad. I don't know whether they will or not, but I actually quite like the idea that no. they might say these sixteen are valid. This you know, once they've got let's say once once they've got thirty-two rivals decks, I quite like the idea that they yeah. might say these 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 are the heart, these are the sixteen or these are the ten that are valid this season. And so you could go back, yeah. and then that will give you a bit more of a challenge. You could go back to an older one and you know, get more use out of your product. But we'll see, I guess. But I don't think rotation... It's a funky idea, but I don't think they will. Because I think no. once they once they get to a point where, like, this is two years old, they're just like, it's dead to us. Well, we because that, yeah, on. that is the way they operate, isn't it? They're not yeah. actually... Also, mind. if you've got a load of new players, you go, for this season, we're going to make stuff from three years yeah, ago true. valid, and they're going to go, I can't buy that. Yeah, that is a good point. <laughs> that is a very good point. Okay, we'll scratch that idea then. 
<laughs> Don't get me uh, wrong, I like the idea myself, and hopefully we'll see a lot more unofficial setups where people do tournaments where they're going to go play like the the old boys uh, tournament, where it's like we're going to use the first five rivals decks from three years ago or something like that, and then people can go and drag those out of the like draw or something. Format. Uh, somebody else is yeah, complaining that, that the boards, you know, you couldn't use your old boards if you just if you were trying to get back into it, and you had, yeah, you, know, you didn't have any rivals decks. You kind of because they, they're they specific boards but the boards are from the starter set so that doesn't bother me so much that they've mm. rotated out a load of the boards because the yeah. the starter set boards are also the Night Vault one or half of the Night Vault and Shadespire boards so that's fine I don't I don't feel I, mean, I think they've done it quite well keeping in the starter set because a lot a lot of old people old people old player older players or longer term players have still got um, have still got the board's knocking around. I mean, I know we have. So, uh, um, you know, I think, I think that's okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't see that being a massive issue. Yeah. Um, I also am least bothered by losing boards out of everything. It's like if someone turned up and said, I've got a board from Diachasm or Beast Grove, do you mind if I use that? I, mean, I, couldn't, I probably won't even notice other than I might go, oh, that artwork's quite cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's going to be like all I care about boards. There were a couple of dodgy boards in the middle there. Right there with some, yeah, with a couple of well, boxes, they got a bit silly. Sterling, Northam and Seth Levine both have to go, so goodbye to you both. Thank you for joining everybody. us. 16 rivals next, I'm sure at least half of them will end up being rubbish. Yes. And that will be a yeah. shame. But that, that, yeah, that's the problem with but having But then look at, look at Nemesis. I mean, not Nemesis, look at Championship. We ended up with like 300 odd universal yeah, cards and 200 of, of those were solid dog crap. So, you yeah, know, it's, that is true. it's inevitable you're going to have some rubbish. I'm hoping because they're going to make these rivals decks more sort of themed around something that all the cards are going to point towards, they'll be better as a cohesive unit. Yeah. Whereas when you can pick and choose what you want, it's like, well... Five cards from this rival's deck are the best, five cards from that rival's deck are the best, and so on. This yeah. way, it's like, I've got this rival's deck, there are some stonking cards in there, there are some stinky cards in there, but it all works towards a theme. So yeah, overall, and you should get less broken interactions, works. because yeah. there's less combinations that, to break things with. So, uh, yeah, yeah. That's quite and while some rival's decks don't suit some warbands as well, like the Tooth and Nail one, doesn't work with large fighters and stuff like that so it's not going to be good for your Molochs and your Hrothgorns and your Morgoks and things mm. I think that's good because then it means it's a it's a deck that actually will maybe suit some weaker warbands a bit better and beat, beat them up a little bit yeah yeah okay um, so the interesting move on the championship side that they've now kind of lumped it into Relic there's one document for Relic and one and 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 I don't know whether you should read anything into it, but they placed Relic first and put Championship after it, which I thought was a really interesting choice because I know I don't think I don't think the player base is big enough to support three formats. But I mean, no, nobody really plays Relic, and no, I mean, you don't see Relic tournaments organised. Um, it sort yeah. of seems to go Rivals slash Rivals plus Nemesis, then Championship, then Relic. Um, so, but that 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 could possibly be because of a change, potentially incoming for championship, which we'll come on to in a moment. Yeah, it just it just seems odd that they've done that. I mean, I can see why they don't want three documents, yeah. but I would have. I think I would have put if it was me and they wanted to promote championship as being the the golden 
They don't particularly want to promote it as the golden thing, do they? But that kind of it is kind of seen as the gold standard of the game by a lot of people, uh, particularly championship players. Funny enough, um, the um, I, I think I'd have put it first. Um, yeah, yeah. But they, they the document contradicts the rules. This is what we were going to talk about earlier, and I kind of got sidetracked. But we're back on it now. The core rulebook of Narwood, I believe, says that. In a situation where you're going to choose uh, cards from more than one deck that has a plot, yeah, so a deck with two two decks of pl- with plot cards, you could pick the plot card that you want to use. So yeah. if you were going but to take want. some cards from the Tooth and Nail, uh, or Tooth and Claw, or some cards from the uh, de- I don't want to say Deadly Depths, it's not called that. The Del Del the Explorers one, whatever that's called. Uh, yeah, the daring delvers. delvers. Daring delvers. If you're gonna, you you would pick the either the explorers or the um, savage. Is it savage? Uh, plot, and you pick which one you wanted, and the other one you would, couldn't. You couldn't use any of the advantages of. Yeah. In the deck document for the championship play, it says you pick one. You, sorry, yeah. you can only pick cards from one one rivals deck. One rivals deck. That has yeah. a plot card, so you can still pick cards from, um, right, uh, what's it called, Illusory Might or the Delver. No, it's not. I could, the, uh, the Deadly Depths and the Daring Delvers are too close in name for me, and it's confusing. <laughs> yeah. But so you can still yeah, take cards from there, but you can't for Championship as it stands. You can't take cards from both the Tooth and Claw and the. Um, Explore as well, which kind of is it says it's contradictory to to the law book, and that has interesting ramifications for people who are scared that uh, champion's going to die, because if every single deck that they produce has a plot card, then this time next year when Harrow Deep and Nether Maze have rotated out, then you'll only be able to choose cards from one other deck because you'll be excluded from picking the others if they all have a plot card I mean there'll be the essentials deck still obviously but oh, yes, aside yes, from essentials, essentials you'll only have just rivals kind of, decks that would effectively make championship rivals plus yeah. rivals plus is you could pick from one you could pick your faction cards from one uh, rivals but it's, deck it's a more restrictive it, it's a slightly more expanded rivals plus isn't it no it's because you can take no because you could take uh, right now in championship mode you could take cards from the essentials pack and you could take tooth and claw whereas you can't in rivals plus you can only have tooth and claw or rivals uh, or essentials oh yes you're right sorry yes my, my bad yeah. yeah so it's only a slightly it's basically uh, nemesis with the essentials pack slapped on top mm. which I think as most people could see that the essentials deck was not terribly well thought out and has quite a lot of boring same cards in it Think yeah. doesn't doesn't bode that well for championship, but they can't. They're in a bit of a rock and a hard place, aren't they? I mean, I know they obviously can change it because they can change whatever they like. But they've kind of said that essentials will be evergreen. Um, yeah. And I wonder how many years the statute of limitations is on that. I wonder where, <laughs> at, what, at what point they could say, well, actually, I know we said it was evergreen, but you've had five years worth out of it, and now now we're done because so actually get lost. nothing is evergreen. Yeah, in fact, can't. none of you bastards bought it because you just used reused the cards from season one and two and whatever instead. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's an interesting one. 
Uh, Jeff says, will be interesting to see if somebody finds an oppressive combination if they ban the combo or restrict individual cards. Yeah, that would be interesting. I think, I think they restrict individual cards. I think it's going to be easier to restrict the cards, isn't it? But like, restriction yeah. is going to be a lot trickier. I wonder if you might see cards being forsaken if they really mess it up. Because... They might they might forsaken them if you... Or say, you know, you can't take this card if you're building a Nemesis deck or something like that. Yeah, because the chances Maybe. of you having three... If they keep it at three, the chances of you having three restricted cards in a Nemesis deck seems seems unlikely. Well, I mean, the warbands, you've only got a few warbands that have that many restricted cards. There's like Hrothgorn, Briar Queen, and Morgox. No, Morgox yeah. only has two. Yeah. Only Hrothgorn and the Bride Queen have three cards. Most of the rest are just two. Right. So, so it kind of you lean. I mean, that leans pretty heavily into those the Nemesis format because they can literally have those cards. It's like when we played Vanguard without the list. Yeah. So really, some some bright spots just decided they were going to choose the ones with the most restricted cards because they suddenly weren't. You know, you you were never going to run out of space. And they you, did all right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah. So I think that kind of covers the documents. I think. Yeah, I think the the most interesting thing for me out of all of the documents is the fact of what that means for championship mm. going forwards. Uh, come this time next year, like you say, championships going. I mean, based on what we know so far, championship is just going to become Nemesis Plus almost. <laughs> Got to have a plus the season so that's good but yes it is it is and now I wonder what that we're not particularly championship players so it doesn't really affect us but I wonder what hardcore championship players think of that um, and I know that, that GW have sort of said I think it was a man no it wasn't it was Ash from Guerrilla Games he, he had an interview right, with yeah. uh, GW and he said that you know when they were looking into the people playing Underworlds, they were quite shocked to find how few people actually wanted to do deck building mm. um, and how few people were interested in the deck building aspect and wanted just a quick setup play game. And I know the people online, if you talk to anybody online, they'll claim that Championship is the only way and, you know, without Championship the game will die. I think GW, they know what their market looks like and they will have made a savvy choice based on, yeah. you know, what they know. And the amount are they are they move? So I was just gonna say, are they moving to to basically get shot championship because they know actually it puts more people off than it encourages. Yeah, and so the amount of reinterest in the game or new interest in the game would suggest that they made the right decision. And it'd be interesting to see what they do with tournaments. They're still running championship tournaments. They're still running tournaments um, at Warhammer World and what have you. There's at least one. There's one in November and one at the beginning of next year, isn't there? So they definitely. Yeah. are promoting the game and, and supporting the game. Um, and I don't think... Well, it'd be interesting whether they could still... Like, a grand clash was considered to be like the big the big sort of epic championship battles, which obviously they haven't had since the pandemic. But uh, it'd be interesting to see whether they could still call them that, still try and suggest it's that if they, if they do have a much more restricted carpool. I don't think the game is any worse for it, as we've discussed. I mean, I think it's... The game at the end well, of the I've day... Built, I've, I've built four decks in the last mm. day or so, and you know I hadn't been interested in building a deck mm. pretty much this entire year yeah. before now because of it. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, some people seem to say think that it's going to be it's harder to balance with with fewer cards. I don't, I don't 
necessarily subscribe to that theory, but I think at the end of the day, uh, while deck building is important, the, the challenge is on the day of these tournaments, sitting down, looking looking into the whites of your eye, the eyes of your opponent, and and trying to outfox them on the table. I think that's that's that for me where it is. Yeah. I think the grand clash is still safe, and there's still the excitement of a competitive game across the table is still there if, you, if, if that's what you want. But obviously, also with what. Sorry, go on. I was just saying, but obviously a lot of people don't want that sort of no. super ultra competitive. But well, it is interesting well to see with the. It but it is interesting to see with the um, with the Bugman's clashes and stuff, mm. which only seem to be getting more and more popular. Yep. They're all rivals for us, formats. They're basically nemesis. Mm. It's interesting to see the number of different war bands, the number of different deck combinations and stuff mm. coming out. And yeah, essentials comes up a lot, but hopefully. That'll happen less and less, especially if they move to a nemesis well, format. I think he'll move to nemesis. Uh, I, think, I think even so, if he didn't outright say it, he certainly suggested it in his last Facebook thing because he said it was going to be the last. Nick. Yeah, Rath yeah. Plus game, I think. He's and, 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 I, and I think that's that could only be good for the game because, like we were talking before, when Grimwatch came out and it was the season of Grimwatch and they won like three Grimwatch. big tournaments back to back. And we haven't seen that with, with the. Uh, with the Bugman's Rivals Plus matchups, there's always been different things. There's been a, mm. a a splattering of different seasons in there, seasons one and two and stuff like that. It's just been more varied, and I I just think that that's can only be good for the game. I'm sure a lot of diehard championship players will say oh, it's because people are just taking what they want because they're not playing it seriously. Yeah. Uh, but I I prefer that to be honest. I, I'd rather play against a load of people that aren't taking it too seriously and. Get a, play a lot of different games than go to a Grand Clash and play for the same warband. Anthony Boyd says it's adding more variety to the meta. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think yeah. it's interesting because even that the people say, oh, the game will be totally ruined if it's not a championship. You you had your top sixteen and the, probably the twenty people who were trying to get into the top sixteen. But whenever any Grand Clash, any Grand Clash, we went to two. Both Grand Clashes we went to, there were an awful lot of people who were literally just there to sling some dice, let their naked dwarfs run around the board. Um, and Play just, some games against people they'd never played games and against And just before. have fun, uh, which kind of, yeah. at the end of the day, is kind of what it's about. It's kind of why we're here. Um, it's, it's literally the only good reason anyway, because, you know, <laughs> I've said it before, and I'll say it again, winning a Grand Clash becomes almost immediately pointless because they'll release a new warband, new cards, yeah, I mean, new imagine if you devoted year. an entire year of your life to it and banged on about it on, 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 on the blog. That would have been awful. It's a bit it's sad. Now. It's a bit sad. Because nobody, <laughs> no, nobody would give a shit now. Um, no, it's like if someone turned around and said, oh, I won I won the first Grand Clash of Underworlds, people would be like, so? There are only three <laughs> warbands out. Who cares? <laughs> That doesn't matter. No one cares. So let's move on and just enjoy what's coming out now and just enjoy it for what it is now rather than trying to make it into something more than it actually is, which is board games. Yeah. I've only got one thing left on the agenda because we've covered the last thing already. Uh, right. So the one thing left. I just, did you did you see the thing Anonymous Jeff was wondering is perhaps they plan to release a separate season deck of Championship Universals? I mean, I did see that announced I immediately it. forgot it because I'm tired. All right. Somewhere. Um but we're near the end so bear with us viewers we're nearly there uh, I mean they might I guess but I, I'm not 100% convinced they will I think they're definitely deciding to go all in on Nemesis 
and and that kind of format with rivals decks now. So, mm. but we'll see. Yeah, I think the problem is they've got such a fragile fan base. I feel I feel like the game is kind of on a knife edge, and you know it's kind of it's it, it can it can expand, but it can easily just just fall. I'm going to mix my metaphors, but it can easily just fall off a cliff. Um, yeah, you know if 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 they if they get it wrong. And everybody's going like, like if they decided that at some point they were going to release an Arena Mortis pack that had loads of really good cards in it that you could then use in your in your rivals decks or for something, then people would just go, "Fuck this!" Excuse my French, um, and I'm, we're out of here, you know, because that's yeah. what people that's what people kind of did. But I feel like each time they've done it, not as many people have come back, and so I, I just feel like now they, they've got to play it right. I mean, I really hope they do, and I think they will. Because I don't think they're going to try and pander to the ultra competitive lot. Because at the end of the day, yeah. I think the ultra competitive lot will just become ultra competitive with what they have available. So you don't yeah. really need to pander to them. If you gave them um, a couple of bits of string and some lint, um, from, <laughs> they would they would get ultra competitive with it. I, I mean, think. there's ultra. You know, there's competitions about Scrabble, so it's like people will find ways to be competitive with anything. But you can make yes. it something that I would argue Scrabble yeah, you can is more make... difficult and more likely to be competitive than Warhammer Underworlds. But maybe that's a subject for another po- podcast. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like you can get extreme ironing and all that kind of stuff. But extreme it's ironing. like people will turn anything into a competition. So, it, like you say, it doesn't matter if you've got no. five hundred cards to pick from or whether you've only got um, a 50. deck of thirty-two. And yeah, yeah it, 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 it makes no real difference. And I'm sure people will will complain that certain things are just automatically better than others but that's always been the case it's no different now yeah i mean if you go back to chess that's still fairly competitive in fact it's so competitive that people still cheat <laughs> yeah uh, you know so um yeah i, th- I, th- I think i think but also the, the central game is fine it doesn't really matter how many cards it's got i think yeah what are you I doing agree. what are you doing you're leaving you look like you're about to pack up <laughs> I'm just gone, I'm gone, I'm gone. I'm trying to, <laughs> trying to get something off the edge there. So, so the last thing I've yeah. got, and this is, a, I've only seen this in one place on the Facebook page, but we did notice it. The plunder token wording is pretty bad. It's rubbish. Yeah, yeah. it's not great. So if you're wondering, plunder tokens, uh, so they, the, you in 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 the current iteration of the game now, you place the five objectives like you used to right back at the beginning of the game. Um, and they're called feature tokens and you place them face up and then when they're face up they're objective tokens and when they're the other way up because you can flip them they are feature tokens but to make things yeah. more confusing and this is one of those things I suppose it's a legacy and when they've tried to change things and they should never have called the objective tokens objective tokens they should have called something else I think uh, yeah there's also another like keys, type of feature tokens token or something. effectively which is called a snare hex which has but it has the same it has the same back as the feature tokens with objectives on them, a different front, uh, which is a yeah. snare. Oh, I, f- I forgot where I was going. And so, and now you can, when you plunder now, when you kill something, you can, if there's any uh, objective tokens out, you can put them down on the board, objective face up. Yeah. You cannot place a snare token, even though no. they're called a feature token and the bit in the plunder box refers to feature tokens because it says you have to place them objective time up. Because the snare tokens don't have an objective side, you can't yeah. place them. Which and they needed to really clarify in the text. They needed to say if the if the 
feature token does not have an objective side, it cannot be placed. Yeah. They need to say That's something like to be specific. Or if because, it's yeah. if it's a snare hex, you know, if it's if it's a feature token that yeah, it whatever. Either way, yeah, yeah, it must it must have an objective side or something like that. It just the, yeah. the clarification was there easily had. I think it's just an oversight at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, but I have seen it caused because of confusion. So I just thought I'd I do think out. it's because people tend to like to read something and then stick the old um, crowbar in there yeah, yeah, yeah. and say, well, it says if it has, a, you know, it says the objective side has to be placed up. But if it hasn't got an objective side, then you can still place it. It just hasn't got to be placed that side up because it hasn't got it. Like, yeah. that's not what they mean. Well, there's somebody pointed out in the discussion, the rules do say if you can't fulfill all of the criteria of a rule, you can't do it. Yeah, that's true. Um, because true. they used to have that as an issue where people were trying to say they could do bits of their cards because, you know, it didn't matter that they couldn't do it. So, yeah, but that's so that, and that's really it's only it's only the marrying up of that bit of rule that says if you can't complete complete an instruction, you can, you can't do it, and that yeah. other rule, the plunder rule, that actually makes it make sense. Otherwise, I was like, well, I'm totally confused. I could place a feature hex that says, but I haven't. These is a feature hex and it hasn't got an object. So what what do I do? Can I do it? And so I just yeah. I just yeah, it, it's it's not a big thing. And uh, we but we haven't just, we we're not we're not we didn't get the clarification directly from the mouths of the designers, but we good enough we we got confirmation from somebody in the know who basically said i've checked and yes it's this and even um, i think uh nick uh weighed in on a facebook post mm. about it nick Baton from gw basically weighed in and said yes that's how it works it's yeah. just that way so that's definitely how it is this isn't a this is our opinion that's definitely it yeah um, and we'd we'd stake money on that basically but that's how confident anyway, we are we've been talking for an hour and a half no. so nobody, nobody cares ages and ages and ages <laughs> So, so yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, I think for the most part, though, Norwood is definitely going to feature more on the channel because I think they're just doing some good stuff with it now. Yeah, I totally I agree. When, with, totally agree with that. When we when we sort of lost interest in it, I think they would they were still pandering a lot more. Well, I don't say pandering, but they 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 were geared much more towards the ultra competitive championship kind of design, which we had fallen out of love with and they yeah. were still making lots and lots and lots of changes that didn't seem to make sense but I think because uh, maybe because they do these things a long time in advance they the arena mortis pack came out and it was yeah. it was like right at the wrong time it was, I think it was just before lockdown I can't quite remember but it was completely the wrong time it had a lot of yeah. really overpowered cards that really spoiled the game really made the Voltron meta like significantly better you know, basically yeah. piling all the cards on one fighter, um, and then so that was awful. And it really ruined the sport of the game for me. And then they did it again a year later, and they, the cards weren't quite so powerful, but they did exactly. You know, and it was even more ridiculous then because even it was even harder to get get. Well, it was just difficult to get people together, and it just seemed like a completely tone deaf release. It was quite expensive. It was packaged in plastic. It was just. And I just felt I don't really, uh, and, and they stopped doing any uh, updates and FAQs, which I guess was probably harder for them to do that kind of thing because they they were in lockdown too, um, so it's harder to get the the, the data back. I feel like I feel like kind of <clears throat> I feel like they they could very easily have done a lot of that though. And they they, they could have done. They, they obviously totally could have done. Yeah. But I, I, you know, I'm giving them benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah. it just felt like really tone deaf, really like they didn't really care about the game, and 
and it was probably finishing. And I think oh, obviously we've been playing it a lot over with with um, a tabletop simulator. I think that killed killed it for us. Um, yeah. We we have to say, despite the fact that we kind of do this for fun, it's it is more fun to do something to sort of fifteen hundred views than two hundred. It just yeah. is. So yeah. I think we audits had tailed off because there was you know just general lethargy about everything at that point in time uh, but I feel like I mean, now the game is with these changes they clearly they clearly love the game they clearly want to support the game they've clearly thought about the game expanded the game and it, I think the response to that is that it has got more interest it's got more buzz we're not getting we're not getting up as many 1500 views but we our views are lifting um, and I think that just makes us more positive about about doing that game and not trying to find something else because at the end of the day for us yeah, we love playing it, but if if only two people watch it, it's hard. It's hard to keep making it. If, if we might find a different game that other people want to watch, so but I don't think there is. I think I think Underworld is our jam. I do. I do think it, it suits us. It is definitely aimed at people like us. And now that they're moving back towards the rivals format, it suits us more because we are that slightly more competitive. So sorry, more casual, um, coffee table game type mm. people. We're not uber competitive want to spend six hours building decks and all that kind of nonsense mm. um it's interesting that you say that you know we we did feel that their their releases were getting a bit tone deaf <clears throat> it could be just as easily argued that their releases now are very tone deaf but towards the other section of the community the more um competitive section and because it's less tone deaf towards us we're happier about it but we'll have you, to see you could how argue that, goes, that but you'd be wrong <laughs> obviously I th- I, i'm just playing devil's advocate <laughs> yeah i i see what you're saying i see what you're saying yeah but i think the fact that this release has got people interested where the other release killed people's interest would suggest that what i said was correct <laughs> it, it does feel like this <laughs> one is, is encouraging more people it does it does yeah seem to be encouraging more people back who are like I played this in Shadespire, or I played yeah. this in Night Vault, or I've never played this before and it looks quite fun. Yeah. So yeah, I do think it's encouraging more people back because it is a little bit more casual and there's less of a uh, a massive buy-in ceiling for these kind of things where people have to go, oh, I want to play this game. Cool, you have to go and buy a year and a half worth of releases to get remotely yeah. involved. Absolutely, absolutely. So it's drifted past 11 o'clock. I was actually up really early this morning because I don't know why. I just woke up. I woke up a couple of times in the night and I woke up really early and got up. Now I'm it's very back. windy. So I'm going to go to bed. Yep, same Good here. night. It was very windy last night. It was. It's windy tonight so. too. The studio was... It's not so bad now, but when I came out here it was blowing absolute gale. Oh, there's an aeroplane. Um, yeah. What's so an aeroplane doing in your studio? <laughs> well, uh, it looks like the backstroke. Very low flying. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, it's slightly low flying. Well, see, I am quite near Gatwick. Uh, but not as new as you. It's true. It's quite low. No. Anyway, that's by the by. Uh, well, thank you everyone for joining us this yes. evening. If you join us live, uh, if you're watching it back later on on YouTube or via the podcast, then thank you very much for your time. Mm, do like, absolutely. subscribe, ring the bell, and do all that good social media stuff. Yep, yeah, and check out us on Facebook and Twitter and all that kind of things. So there will be some more Marvel Snap coming in. We've got uh, we're playing Underworlds this week. Playing, yep. we're playing basically two games with the same decks, aren't we? We're certainly going to try. Yeah. <laughs> one at least one at least and we'll see how far we get with that one but that'll be live 
So we'll be starting that about nine, just before nine o'clock. Yep. If you're Something interested, like do join us um, that Thursday. Yeah, come and join us. That'll be Thursday, and then next week we have. Next week is next week. We haven't we haven't thought that far ahead yet. But no uh, idea. No there'll be some. Or, no, there no may be more live shenanigans next Tuesday and next Thursday as we deep dive deep into the Norwood. Norwood. Yes. So we shall see you all soon. Stay safe. Yeah. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. We do hope you enjoyed the show. We'd like to put a special thank you out there to all our Patreon supporters for making this possible. If you do want to help support us further, please check us out on Patreon. All money placed goes straight back into making more of this content. Also, don't forget you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You'll find links in the show notes. We'll see you soon. Bye! Bye.